Blog Talk Radio. From the far reaches of the known universe, we are proud to present Brother Harold Muhammad, soldier, scientist, scholar. Blog Talk Radio's finest. Not so mad science. On Black Hole Radio. And welcome to tonight's edition of Not So Mad Science here on the Black Hole Radio Network. Once again, and as always, coming to you live from the city of Detroit, Motown. Just because Motown, very broadly put Motown to L.A. does not mean Detroit has lost its soul. I want to thank everyone, thank everyone, thank everyone, thank everyone that calls in into not-so-mad science over the last four or five years. All the listeners that listen in over these years because you have challenged me to forever and always bring you the most current and up-to-date information on the things affecting the scientific world today. With that said, let there be no delay. Before we get to the COVID news, I want to jump into the more traditional sciences that we've overlooked since the outbreak of the severe acute respiratory syndrome, coronavirus 2, known as COVID-19. So, let's make an adjustment here with the mic, and we'll get rid of that background echo, and we'll get right to it. traditional sciences, it is expected, beginning tonight, of all nights, there will be some interruption in the internet, as well as your regular uh, bandwidth for television and radio due to the massive storms on the sun that may shut the Internet down around the world. Solar storms or CNEs, coronal mass injections, not injections, but ejections, have been and have always been known to cause damage to the electrical grids and cause blackouts. However, experts are of the belief 
that they could also adversely affect the Internet infrastructure, causing a global Internet outage. Think of that. A global Internet outage. This was revealed by the University of California, Irvine's Sagentip Abdul Joppel at the SIGCOM 2021 Data Communications Conference last week. She revealed from her research that even though local and regional internet infrastructure would be at a low risk of damage, due to the intensity of these extreme solar storms, as they most likely use fiber optic cables, are not affected by the geomagnetically induced currents. Even short cable spans that are susceptible to these storms are grounded regularly, eliminating the possibility of damage. But the damage may not specifically be due to an outage. Due to equipment failure, but the destruction of the electrical bandwidth or frequency that the Internet uses. Scrambles is a good word to use it. Now, however, the same cannot be said for undersea cables that connect continents together. Even though most of these continents are connected via fiber optic cables, the repeaters that amplify the current at regular intervals are highly susceptible to failure. And if most of these repeaters on a network go offline, that could be enough to create an Internet blackout in a particular nation that only relies on the Internet coming from undersea cables. Are you with me so far? Very good. Abdul Joyful said in a conversation with Wired, what really got me thinking about this is what the pandemic, as with the pandemic, we saw how the unprepared world was. There was no protocol to deal with it effectively and it's the same with Internet resilience. Our infrastructure is not prepared for a large-scale solar event. We have very limited understanding of what the extent of the damage could be. With that said, we're going to take a brief musical delay and come back with some more profound news regarding the solar activity. To that end, we're going to listen to the Diva song. Well, I thought we were going to listen to 
to the diva song, it seems that we're not able to play the diva song. So, let's do something here. Alrighty now. So it seems we're back on the air, even though we are experiencing some technical issues on Blog Talk Radio. But let's get back to the subject at hand. One of the main reasons this fear with respect to these these coronal mass ejections exist is because of the limited amount of data we have at our hands. The previously recorded severe solar storms, including the ones that occurred in 1859, 1921, and the most recent one in 1989 event, even there, the existing power grid didn't exist the way it looks right now. However, historical literature reveals that the storms caused the compass needles to swing uncontrollably, as well as many saw the aurora borealis, an occurrence seen only at the poles on our planet, but they saw them, saw them as far south, Colombia, at the, at the equator. The most recent solar storm that occurred in 1989 took down a hydro-Quebec power grid, causing a nine-hour power blackout in northeastern Canada. And at this Seeing decades-long solar storm activity, the experts supposed to feel that we could soon be on the verge of experiencing another massive storm. Abu Jafar added, there are no models currently available of how it play out. We have more understanding of how these storms would impact power systems, but that's all on land. In the ocean, it's even more difficult to predict. Even though internet connectivity is designed in a way that if one pathway fails, 
It has a way to reroute the network at the cost of speed and maintain the connectivity. The experts feel that with a massive outage, most of the grids could go offline, limiting the Internet to create the necessary links. So what do you think about going back to life without the Internet? We'll soon know. If this solar storm does as predicted, how will many of us live without direct access to the Internet? So that brings us to the end of the more traditional sciences that we're accustomed to here on Black Hole Radio. So let's get down to the nitty-gritty with COVID. I recently read in my favorite newspaper, the Final Call News, that early on in the pandemic, as the death toll began to mount up, Dr. Vladimir Zelenko, who is an observant, a very observant Orthodox Jewish family physician in New York. He developed a successful treatment protocol for his patients suffering from COVID-19. By March of 2020, he and his team of doctors had administered his treatment to over 2,000 patients, and all of them recovered except for two fatalities of high-risk patients. At the same time, the American media was filled with images of hospitals loading up refrigerator trucks with COVID-19 bodies after the hospital treatment failed. Dr. Zelenko's outpatient protocol cost $20 per patient while hospitals were pushing the $3,000 a dose drug, remdesivir, were charging $40,000 for anyone they could hook up to a ventilator. Today, one has a far greater chance of surviving COVID-19 in Afghanistan than in America. I want you all to, for a moment, with the pullout of the U.S. military in Afghanistan, you're more likely to survive COVID in Afghanistan than you are here in America. Dr. Zelenko's approach was simple. Early treatment with safe and effective drugs kept the patients out of hospitals and in cemeteries. Now, where I disagreed early on, I agree now for a specific reason, and I'm about to say that. He found that the well-known drug hydroxychloroquine and the mineral zinc in combination, when taken orally, could short-circuit COVID-19 and return the patient to full health with minimal side effects. Thing is, when hydroxychloroquine was first brought up, there were some statements about hydroxychloroquine that were made that were 
too far-reaching and that they cause other conditions in the body. Though truth, the media never presented us with the combination of the two with zinc. And that it needs to be taken orally rather than intravenously or in a pill form. Words of his success reached the White House and leaders around the world. But he was brutally silenced by the big pharmaceutical-controlled American media. Big Pharma mouthpiece Dr. Anthony Fauci and the profit drunk medical establishment. All of them insisting, and now, that the COVID-19 vaccines are the one and only option. In February of this year, February 2021, in an interview, Dr. Zanzenko said this, quote, there are papers with Dr. Fauci's name on it calling HCQ, hydroxychloroquine, a miracle drug. Fauci called HCQ a vaccine. There's a paper in which he called it an absolute dream treatment and vaccine. End quote. He then continued, I think this was, and talking about Dr. Zelenko, he says, I think this was a genocide attempt against the elderly and a crime against humanity. Plenty of people who have blood on their hands, including the media. In early August of 2021, this year, Dr. Zelenko testified before the Malak Arbumin Rabbinic Court in Israel regarding what he refers to now as the COVID-19 death shot. It's a powerful testimony, and I'm going to read it now. This is Dr. Zelenko speaking. My team has directly treated successfully 6,000 patients. I have trained hundreds of physicians who are now training their students. And as a cumulative group, we've treated millions of patients successfully. President Trump was my patient. Rudy Giuliani was my patient. Now, speaking with regards to children, Dr. Zelenko had this to say. He says, quote, look at the CDC. The statistics for children under the age of 18 that are healthy, the survival rate is 99.998% survival rate with no treatment. So if you have a demographic that has no risk of dying from an illness, why would you inject them with a poison death shot? The only reason you would want to treat a child is if you believe in child sacrifice. There is no need for this vaccine. There's actually no need for anyone to get it. Children, I already told you, have a 99.998% chance of getting better. 
Young adults from 18 to 45 have a 99.95% chance of getting better. Someone who has already had COVID and has the antibodies naturally induced immunity, it is a billion times more effective than the artificially induced immunity through vaccines. So why? Why would I vaccinate someone with a poison death shot that makes inferior or dangerous antibodies when I already have healthy antibodies? When asked by the council, is the vaccine safe and effective? Dr. Zelenko had this to say. Now, let's see if this thing works. The two countries in the world that have the most vaccinated citizens are Israel, which has an 85% rate of vaccination, and an island nation in the Indian Ocean called the Seychelles, also over 80% rate of vaccination. Both countries are experiencing a Delta variant outbreak. So let me ask you a question. If you vaccinated the majority of your population, why would you still be having an outbreak? Number two, why would you even give a third shot of the same stuff that didn't work the first two times? That's whether or not it works. Now, the other problem is that it's causing myocarditis, or inflammation in the hearts of young adults. And the third problem, which is the most disturbing is, according to the New England Journal of Medicine, their preliminary data, the miscarriage rate in the first trimester, a woman gets vaccinated in the first trimester, goes from a 10% to an 80% miscarriage rate. I want you to understand what I just said. The miscarriage rate in the first trimester of pregnant women when they get vaccinated goes up by a factor of eight. Another problem is the animal studies that were done with these vaccines showed that all the animals responded well in generating antibodies. When they're challenged, however, with the virus that they were immunized against, a large percentage of them died. And when that was investigated, it was found that their immune system had killed them. It's called antibody-dependent enhancement or pathogenic priming paradoxical immune enhancement. But the point is, that a lot of those animals die. So you can make an argument, maybe, human beings are different. My answer to you, maybe, however, human studies were not done. You are the study right now. The Pfizer CEO said Israel is the biggest laboratory in the world. Montagnier, who won the Nobel Prize in medicine for the discovery of HIV, 
said that this is the biggest risk to humanity and the biggest risk of genocide in the history of humanity. And so, the risk of an antibody-dependent enhancement or the ADE reaction in human beings, which happens later, has not been ruled out. So my question is, why would I vaccinate someone with a potentially destructive lethal substance without ruling that out first? So what are the long-term consequences? Number one, there is definite evidence that the vaccine affects fertility, damages ovarian function, and it reduces sperm counts. Number two, it definitely increases the amount of autoimmune diseases. Who knows over time how that is going to reduce a lifespan. And just last week, a paper came out showing that it increases the risk of cancer. In my opinion, the current Israeli government is a Gilgul, a reincarnation of Joseph Mengele. They have permitted human experimentation of their own people. If you see trouble in the Jewish people, you should look at the rabbinic leadership. Because if the head is diseased, what do you expect of the body? So I beg of this court, Israel, above politics and anything else that may alter your opinion. I have received death threats, daily death threats. I have risked my life, my career, my financial life, my reputation, almost my family, everything, just to sit here and tell you what I'm telling you. And yes, your Minister of Health is lying to you. Your statistics are absolutely skewed. If you want to see something real, there's a website called worldometers.info. Worldometers or worldometers.info. Go to Israel and you can see at December 20th, 2020, there's a huge spike in the curve of death in Israel. You know what happened in Israel December 20th? National immunization started. And these are numbers being reported by the Israeli government. They're just too stupid to hide it. There is zero justification for using this poison, death trap. This poison death trap. Wow, what strong language. There's zero justification for using this poison death trap unless you want to sacrifice human beings. I think I'm done. This is Dr. I want to make sure I say his name right. 
Vladimir Zelenko, a devout, that's how he is described. He is a devout Jew, an observant, orthodox Jewish family physician. This is not so mad science with your brother Swift, Brother Harold, right here on the Black Hole Radio Network. We're going to take a brief musical interlude once again and see what's happening. Let's see how it goes. Can we get it to play? It seems not. So, we're going to keep plugging along and doing what we do until we can find something that will work for us. So, if you hear some dead air, don't leave this channel. We'll be right back because we got to take a small break and do a little housework. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. This is Not So Mad Science with your host, Brother Harold Muhammad here on the Black Hole Radio Network. We're going to be quiet once again for a few more minutes. Use this time as a moment of silence to pause and reflect on the number of people the current administration of this world has caused the death of. We are back, we are back, we are back. And yes, we are experiencing some technical issues here on Not-So-Mad Science. But we always endeavor, we always endeavor to get it right. Now that we are back at it, let's continue. Out of the 600,000 Americans who, look at that number, 600,000, who died Dr. Zelenko says, we could have prevented 510,000 of them from going to the hospital and dying at all. And he says, and by the way, I presented my research and information directly to Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu of Israel 
and I put it directly into his hands in April of 2020. And I informed every single member of the Israeli Ministry of Health as well. So my question to you is, if I can reduce the death rate from 7.5% to less than half a percent, why would I use a poison death shot that doesn't work and has tremendous and horrific side effects? If we follow the advice of some of the quote-unquote global leaders, let's say like Bill Gates, who said last year, Seven billion people need to be vaccinated. The death rate will be over two billion people. So wake up. This is World War Three. This is a level of malfeasance and malevolence that we have not seen probably, really, probably, in the history of humanity. If you look at Dr. Robert Malone who invented the mRNA technology as the original patent for the vaccine, he is saying to the world, do not use this. The government is lying to you. The side effects are horrific. Dr. Dolores Cahill from Ireland said that she believes that within two years, 90% of the people that got vaccinated will be dead. Maybe it's not two years. Maybe it's three years. And Dr. Luc Montagnier, who is a Nobel Prize winner, I'm going to say it again, for the discovery of HIV, he's saying is this is the biggest risk of genocide in the history of man. Dr. Zelenko says, I'm against child sacrifice. I'm against avoda zara, meaning idolatry. And I really believe that God is testing every human being. And here's the test. Are you going to bow down to me, being God, or are you going to ask for your protection from me? Are you going to take your fears and ask me to help? Or are you going to run to the idol of the vaccine of your government of despots and tyrants like sociopaths who want to be deities? There's nothing new under the sun. These people are no different than Pharaoh. They think they're God. And they're going to bow down, and you're going to bow down to them. If you're going to bow down to them, let them protect you. Let's see how that's going to work out for you. I'm seeing fear drive people to do things that are completely irrational and do not make sense. And they sacrifice their own children. It's so hard for Jewish people to believe that there could be a group of people willing to destroy. It's a war against God. 
There are two ways of looking at life. Either you look at a human being as made in the image and likeness of God. If you are made in the image of God, that means your life has sanctity. If your life has sanctity, then you have human rights. And if you have human rights, then it is not your business or my business to decide how many people should be on the planet and who should live or die, right? So there was a question asked with respect to medical deception and media manipulation to Dr. Zelenko. One of the panel members said, you mentioned studies that definitely, the studies that came out, that there is definitely a cause of fertility problems, sperm count, and now recently a cancer research study that says that it causes cancer. Will the government show these studies? Why are they holding these things back? There's no problem to fertility? Question. There's no problem of sperm count? Question. Cancer? Question. Everything that you say will be countered back not only by the government, by most of the medical industry, which is telling us that all these studies that say the vaccine is dangerous is all baloney and promoted by anti-vax crazies. Dr. Zelenko says this. I can answer that. Every person you've mentioned, if you sum total the number of patients they've created for COVID, it will equal zero. Said that wrong. If you sum total the number of patients they've treated for COVID, it will equal zero. Okay, so what is he saying? That the people that are saying this are not doctors. They're not scientists. He says, and I've treated over 6,000 patients. So you have to know who you're talking to. Now, what am I going to tell you is the following. That, yes, there's a very coordinated effort to suppress life-saving information. Drugs like hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, which are the safest medications in the industry, in the history of medicine, have been suppressed, and you can't even get them in Israel. Doctors who dare to say anything that is against the narrative are being deplatformed, including world experts. Dr. Malone, for example, who developed the mRNA vaccine, said something against the narrative was deplatformed from every media platform. Can you tell me why? So I'm going to stop right there, and I want you all to take the next five minutes and think about that. I think that's worthy of a moment of silence. This is not so mad science, and I'm your host. Brother Harold Muhammad here on the Black Hole Risk 
Radio Network. I'll be right back.
Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Here we are. And I pray you've taken the time to contemplate that question. And I know these pauses are annoying, but because we are expecting and have, I should say not expecting, but because we are being impacted by electrical issues, these pauses are allowing me to have significant runs where I can distribute information in between the electrical issues that are taking place. Now, doctors, we left off with Dr. Zelenko indicting not only the Israeli leadership, but the global leadership for causing and being the root cause of so many deaths and going out of their way to block access to cures for the COVID virus. that there is an active effort to suppress any knowledge about the alternatives. They're suppressing any knowledge of the side effects about the poison death shot. But Dr. Zelenko says, then tell me why there is this incredibly, this incredible coercion force to compel people to take the shot. You should be answering that question. There is a coordinated effort here to make people take that shot. And Israeli, the Israeli government and the United States is leading the way. So the next question put to Dr. Zelenko is this. Vaccine death and the VAERS Excuse me, Dr. Zelenko. The VAERS, Vaccine Adverse Events Report System, data in the United States is also not really showing the numbers that you're saying either. Dr. Zelenko responds, now you started. VAERS data shows, as of today, 11,000 dead people and 50,000 adverse events in the United States. First of all, that's not enough. That's a question. Even with those numbers alone, that's not enough people dying. What's your threshold for death? One of the questioners said, not one. Dr. Zelenko responded, okay. Vares is already admitting to that. There's a CDC whistleblower that just said it's not 11,000, but it's 45,000. That's not enough. And then there's a 2009 Harvard study that said, that only 1% of actual, actual events 
vaccine in- injuries are reported to theirs. And there are two other problems with theirs. I have colleagues that lost patients from the vaccine. They try to file reports. The VAERS system rejects their reports for no reason, and reports that were filed are now being scrubbed off the system, and you can't even find them. So there's total corruption from President Biden and the NIH and the CDC. Let me tell you about the CDC. President Trump made an executive order that every single American should have access access to hydroxychloroquine. But there was no legislation that would have made access to this medication to every, every American and every human being around the world. The biggest complaint I got from Israel was, well, your CDC, your FDA is not approving it. So because the Americans weren't willing to do it, Israel wasn't willing to do it. And so what did they do? They created an emergency use authorization that restricted and limited access to only hospitalized patients effectively cutting it off from patients in an outpatient setting at home. And furthermore, then they took away the emergency use authorization for hydroxychloroquine, and they used the Lancet study that showed that hydroxychloroquine, the study that I read on air here at Not-So-Mad-Science, That Lancet study showed that hydroxychloroquine kills people. There was a flaw and a problem with that study. And what was that? It was a fraud. And Lancet had to retract that study because it was based on data that didn't exist. Yes, yeah, so we had not so mad science. We got caught out there, too. The information and the data that was made available, even though research went back to known, respectable authority, only that known, respectable authority hold it to. And the Lancet study was known and proven to be a fraud. And Lancet had to retract it. But the FDA and the CDC used that study after it was retracted to revert the emergency use authorization or hydroxychloroquine. And the reason why is that if the drug was an emergency of the authorization, other drugs can't be. And three weeks later, remdesivir, 
made by Gilead Pharmaceuticals received an emergency use authorization. A $3 billion contract. And remdesivir showed no benefit. It reduced your hospital stay by five days, but with no survival benefit. It cost $3,200 a patient and IV. The drug that I was using just cost 20 cents a pill at home and reduced death and hospitalization by 84%. That means they reduced the market share for remdesivir by 84%. So the CDC is not an authority to me. You know, according to the NIH right now, you're not supposed to treat COVID unless you're in the hospital and your oxygen is less than 92%. Now, this is the advice and recommendations of a government that wants you to die. After 18 months and dozens of studies that have shown an 85% on average benefit of healing, avoiding hospitalization and death, and you have a government agency still making that option, that recommendation. They have completely lost all credibility. Yes, our government are corrupt. Yes, our government have conspired. Dr. Zelenko went on to say, by the way, if you look at the biblical exodus, only one out of ten Jews left Egypt and made it to Israel. What that means is only 10% of our people are capable of making the physiological transition from slavery to the redemptive thinking. That's what the problem is here. It's a collision of two systems that cannot coexist. A God-centered consciousness versus avoda Zara, idolatry. Nothing new is under the sun. It's all the same thing. It's just the battlefield now is COVID-19. And this is Not So Mad Science with your host, Brother Harold Muhammad, here on the Black Hole Radio Network. I am not going to take it any further. Please, 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 dear families, friends, loved ones, what have you, with all the distraction that has taken place with tonight's program, all of the dead air that has transpired, what you did here, take it to heart. Think on this. And then heed the words of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, the, nas- the national and national representative of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. My exalted Christ. Heed the word. Don't take that damnable vaccine. This is Not So Mad Science with your host, Brother Harold Muhammad, here on the Black Hole Radio Network. Leaving you as I came before you with those words of peace and paradise. 
Abai Salam Aleinum. Allah willing, I'll be back next week to share some more life-saving information. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.